BC Resources, available from bcresources.net, are the teaching materials of North Clackamas Bible Community, a church located in Happy Valley, Oregon. The following message was delivered by Mike Spiro, Senior Pastor of North Clackamas Bible Community, on Sunday, December 6, 2009. It is an excerpt from the message entitled, Lord of the Church, covering Colossians 1, 17-18a. In this excerpt, Mike explains how our church life is a more fundamental reality, a more foundational reality, than our life in culture. Lord of the cosmos, Lord of the church, the one above all things, before all things, holding all things together, the head over the church. Now, that says one very important thing at the outset. And according to Paul and the inference that's being made, our church life is a more fundamental reality, a more foundational reality than our life in culture. Before we came to know Christ, we had what's called a normal life. And normal life meant culture. We do what the culture does. Whatever culture we live in, we practice the customs. And the primary concern of our life is our everyday existence in culture. So family, job, all of this becomes the most important element And church life is secondary, if you can fit it in. Because you'd never want it to have conflict with your cultural goals and your individual aspirations. So the enemy has worked in such a powerful way to inoculate the churches with this false notion that culture is more real than Christ, than church life. That's why the Lord said, if you want to come after me, you must deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Whosoever ye be of you that forsakes not all that he has cannot be my disciple. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, that doesn't sound like discipleship means fitting some program in around my cultural existence. We know in our own personal growth, we experience a major transformation in terms of how we see life. We begin to renegotiate every type of activity and every situation and every aspiration that we have in light of truth, in light of the word of God. And then we surrender to it. Now, this truth doesn't solve the whole issue because if somebody, let's say, wants that life and they go to a church and that church cannot provide that life, what are they to do? But if God has called you, he's called you to that. And he will lead you to where you need to go 
to learn of him so that you can follow him together with others. What good does it do to preach to everybody about the idea that church life should be more foundational and no one know of any church that does that? What good is that going to do? There has to be a model somewhere where the truth of God's word is lived out, practiced out, and the presence of the Spirit felt for any longing like that to ever, ever be fulfilled. The Christian's basic instinct is the word of God. That's his spiritual food. Do you know how many people actually get converted? And they go to their church and they ask for help. Could someone help me learn the Bible? Oh, don't worry about that. Just keep going on the way you have, and you'll learn these things over time. And as the person's life goes on, that spark burns out. They settle back into a disobedient life, become totally disillusioned with the whole church project, and they let go. Now, who's going to be held accountable for that? The leaders are going to be held accountable for that. So in the course of our life, when God's raising you up, you better preach that word. You better teach that word. And you better live that life. To provide an opportunity for everyone, anyone, whoever wishes to follow him, provide a supportive environment, a genuine Christian life in church, so that they can fully be what God wants them to be. The one above all things, before all things, in whom all things are held together, in whom, through whom, and for whom are all things. He's our Lord. He's our God. So you can't approach church gathering together as we get close to hear his word, as his spirit makes it clear, and act as if we're just gathering together for a club meeting. We're coming before God, the Lord of the cosmos, who's present here right now, speaking to us in his spirit, through his word, wooing, drawing, reassuring, encouraging. This is a real life. And it's all-consuming. It doesn't make any sense to talk about a life that consumes you around something that doesn't of its very nature do that. It's not like Christians try to pretend or be good and live in a certain fashion so that they can experience kavod, feeling good about being good, No, because something's really there, drawing us, consuming us. And if this is true, it makes sense. If the Lord of the universe is the head of the church, and we have a living relationship with him, well, it makes sense. It would cost everything. It would be worth anything. If someone goes to the Olympic game, or they have their own cultural aspiration, they give all their energies to that. For a perishable crown. There's nothing inconsistent about a people giving itself to what is by nature all-consuming, a relationship with the living God. 
Christ is the head of the true church, the locus of its unity and coherence, the heart of our life in the Holy Spirit, the center of our worship services are his word, the one in whom we all find meaning. Join us.